Welcome to episode 15 of the First Five Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Michael Corey, and I'm joined by my co-host, Drew Gotro. That's right. And our guest today is a comedian, comedy producer, and podcaster. The special is called Maybe I'm Trippin' and is available on YouTube. His monthly showcase is Uncle Matt's and Harahan. It's a well-known, it's a must-play room, that's for sure. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, He's in town to perform uh, on Stone versus Drunk versus Sober in Lafayette this evening, and we're very happy to have him. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Brandon Haynes. Thank you. Beautiful intro. I love that. You have a great voice. (laughs) (laughs) Mike has an NPR voice. Yeah, that was nice. (laughs) Nice NPR voice. And Drew got the cop that's going to get drunk with you later on. I was thinking about it. Y'all made the perfect match, man. (laughs) Because it was two NPR voices. It'd be some Hollywood shit. You know what I'm saying? Be like, oh, that's Hollywood. But it's a great balance, man. Uh, Chase once, once said... He described me as like the the uncle that would buy alcohol for underage kids. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, I can see that. I can see that. Not a bad thing. So, Brandon, you, you we were just talking right before we started mm-hmm. about Uncle Matt's. Uh, what, yeah. what are the other upcoming lineups that you have? Man, so we have a good lineup coming up. In, well, we have some great lineups overall. But um, on July, the second Sunday in July, we have Jason Leonard, um, Joshua, Jordan, Jordan, mm-hmm. and a couple other comics, local comics, mm-hmm. and we have some newcomers. I like to give, I like to um, give people a shot at Uncle Matt's. Like I had Drew come in, mm-hmm. I gotta get you to come in also. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, you know, so it's, it's been some great lineups, and it's amazing how like people are starting to reserve tables now. It's amazing. Like yeah. at first it was just like a couple of ten people. I think when mm-hmm. you came, it wasn't that crowded, but as the crowd grows and people start talking about the quality of lineups, the quality of comics we got coming through. It's really getting out of hand. It was like last standing, standing room only last time. So, you know, so I'm excited about July 2nd. What I'm, what I'm hearing is it's not just the comics, but it's also the crowd. Yeah, I'm, the crowd is yeah. crazy. Yeah it's, yeah, it's insane. And they yeah. come ready, even though it's a free show. Because mm-hmm. I noticed like kind of with free shows, people just hit and miss and they might be hanging out. But they come to laugh and point like it's a paid show. Yeah. Like they really have invested interest. And uh, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like the words out what it yeah. is and they know. Yeah. And, you know, before that, I call it a comedy desert. Nothing was happening on Sunday night. Right. And so we just filled that void. And they say, you know, people are just talking about it. And the staff, the, um, the staff at the place is incredible. The owner is really accommodating. He has an upstairs green room. I think he went to Yeah, I was, yeah. Gonna, I was about to bring that up. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It's the best room in the green room in the, in, the, in the I know in the city. I mean, and then you know, they don't really like, you know, they'll say, Okay, you just get one drink. But when this crowd start rolling and they don't care how many comic drinks the comic get, it's just it's just amazing. Yeah, I was yeah. in that green room. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, you know how they say like, you know, act like you've been here before? Yeah. yeah. I didn't do that at all, man. <laughs> I had to oh, man. While sending pictures. Yeah. To- it's, it's, it's some legendary stuff, man. And so I lucked up on that. Um, it was a guy who saw me doing comedy with friends of a friend. And he said, hey, my, my friend want to you know, start an open mic. Or I want to start a mic over there. And I told him no at first because I had no experience. And so I called a good friend of mine, Pickle, mm-hmm. comedian. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he was like, just go and act like you know what you're doing. Just wing it and so i went in with the meeting and i said well okay we can work it out and then from that point on you know just kind of put it together got somebody to make the flyer yeah. <laughs> we still mm-hmm. using the same design from the first one because <laughs> uh, it works it just works yeah and so um and yeah from that it's just been rolling man it's amazing 
How long ago did, did all this come together? Is this recent? It's, no, it's about a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. About a, maybe say a year and three months. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So really just coming out of the yeah. pandemic. Really yeah. Yeah. February yeah. 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when it happened. And yeah. I had just started coming in November of 2021. Right. So <laughs> it was crazy. So I was just piecing it together. Yeah. Sitting in there like, yeah, okay, I got mm-hmm. it. Didn't have it. All right. So that, that brings me to, uh, we watched the special. Uh, you've seen it a couple times. Okay. Mm-hmm. I appreciate yeah. that guy. Yeah. So the special is, uh, maybe I'm tripping. It was Comedy House New Orleans, Yeah, right? Comedy House New Orleans. Yep. Okay. And and I I remember the beginning you were talking about how you'd, you'd been doing it about a year at the time. Yeah. That yep, spe- yeah. So all that material was just from that first year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. And I don't have anything now. Nothing new now. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think it was jokes that had been in my mind and my mind for so yeah. long mm-hmm. that I was able to um just put it together. Mm-hmm. And then just doing comedy that year. And learning the ropes and stuff like that, mm. and you know, you look back on stuff and you're like, okay, I should have said this here, mm. but I'm I'm pretty satisfied with it. I mean, I could everything could be better, but um, yeah, that that thirty, I did thirty minutes and mm. um, and you know, just kind of put it together, and so you know, just had to learn what it's all about. But yeah, that material came from one year of doing comedy. <laughs> Well, I like what you said in the intro, and and because also mm. you, you posted uh, Ali Sadiq just came out with that second follow up. So he's he's fifty. I uh-huh. think I remember he was doing the math. You're about fifty. Right? I'm fifty one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm in my early. I'm forty three. Okay. And so uh, I was. I know I've kind of had some questions. Like, oh, should I start doing this? You know, yeah, this is something yeah. I want to do, but but yeah. I don't know. Is it too late? So so what yeah. I wanted to. I mean, I, that everybody's talking about yeah. all these special, but I wanted to ask you about mm-hmm. your approach uh, coming in, not being the the typical age yeah. group of this typical audience member at yep. these shows that we are all yeah. doing. Yeah. What do you do? You try to bridge the gap, or do they kind of have to come to you? Like, how do you how do you approach That's that? A beautiful question. Um. Some way, somehow, um, I've been granted the title of the uncle, favorite <laughs> uncle, and I ran with it. Yeah. And so they're kind of looking at me, not for advice, but just as an older guy. So I don't have to come down and wear FUBU and right. my hat mm-hmm. to the back. <laughs> you know, I can be old Yeah. and say, hey, guys, I'm ready to go home. And, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, mess with the audience about that. Like, oh, why am I on this late ass show? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so that kind of works, you know, that kind of yeah. works. And so I'm happy that works. So I don't have to, like you said, get down to that level and try to be young. Right. And I can just be the old guy. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I found yeah. myself, I almost said something about something being cap yesterday. And I was yeah. like, man, I don't have to yeah. do that. I don't have to exactly. do that. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I get caught up in that. My son will check me. I'm like, dad, come on. Hey, everybody it is cool too. Like everybody got a funny uncle or funny yeah. uncles, but you at least got a funny uncle. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And so I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't go in thinking that, but it just kind of navigated. And I think somebody at Comedy House said, hey, look at, look at the uncle. And it kind of <laughs> stuck with me. And right. people was, they just kept running with it. Mm-hmm. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to be the favorite uncle. Right. And so my material is kind of geared to, you know, being an older guy. And especially this new stuff I'm working on is really the, the parts of being old, being married and stuff like that. You know, the mm-hmm. first, my first, I guess, jokes or special 
it was attacking my wife and my kids. <laughs> but this one is going to kind of be on me. It's like a lot of flack for it. Because people don't realize it's, it's an act. It's, it's a yeah, something right. that we put together. It's right. a character. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, my God, you're just dogging your wife out. I'm like, she don't care. Yeah. She's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, we're telling jokes. Yeah, we're telling jokes. Yeah. 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 She's good. Yeah, it's the eternal thing of being a comic and, and constantly dealing with people who aren't comics. Yeah. And you, yeah. they just it's just so hard to get people to understand, you know, how yeah. this works and what to take seriously and what not to take seriously. Yep. It's it's a struggle, man. Mm-hmm. I've I've thought about it like since we've started doing this podcast uh-huh. and stuff, it had, Popped in my head to have a conversation with my wife because where I told her because yeah. I'm gonna be doing a lot of talking yeah and I told her I said look if you hear because she listens to it every month like right when it comes out and I just started thinking about about me and my mouth and talking with the fellas <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> yep and I was like look I'm just when you listen to this podcast always keep in mind that like I'm gonna I'm trying to do a show yeah. And I'm going to say some things because we're joking around yeah. and we're just saying funny stuff. So I'm going to say what I think is the funniest thing mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it's going to come to be about you, try to remember, keep that in mind mm-hmm. because I might say some things, mm-hmm. you know. But to keep in mind, I'm like, you know, we're talking shit. We're fucking around, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, man. People, um, and like you said, some, you just have to let people know because... um. I had some stuff about my, you know, not personal stuff about just mm-hmm. marriage. And people were calling her and saying, oh, yeah, this, he said that, trying to, you know, yeah. mess with her. And she was like, no, nah, he just playing. He just playing. Yeah. And I think the first episode after I had this talk with her, mm-hmm. the next episode we recorded, I was doing an impression that we're like, <laughs> nah, 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 like that yeah, yeah, shit too. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, a mess, it's a mess. But like my wife, she kind of. I don't, she supports me in, in other ways. Like she doesn't really come to shows and like she didn't even know I had a mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> <Stuff>. <laughs> She's like, you got a podcast? Somebody said they heard you. And so she really doesn't come to shows, but she said, I support you in other ways. I make sure your underwear is clean and mm-hmm. you got food when you get home from a show. Yeah. So I had to realize because I used to be really like upset and mm-hmm. you don't support me and blah blah blah. And she said, well, I do, you know, I try to help around the house. And I realized that's important. Yeah. You know, I had to realize what it was, you know, because mm-hmm. she she wasn't going to be coming out to the clubs and stuff. And yeah. I know oh. a lot of married comics and I don't think maybe we know one mm-hmm. person whose wife is always around. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just want one too. Yeah. The fact that she's not <laughs> nagging you yeah. for being out all the time doing comedy. Well, yeah. That's support right there. Yeah. Because... <laughs> A lot of women exactly. would see it like, oh, oh he's God. hanging out in bars all yeah. the time. Yeah. You know? He's we, just, you know, comedy would be a great excuse if a man wanted to hang out, to get out man. in bars yeah. to do it, you yeah. know? Let me tell you, I don't mean to get off the subject, but when we first started, when I first started, I was I was a computer guy. I'm a website guy. I work at City Hall. I do computer work. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, hey, I'm going to go check out this open mic. I'm going to go on stage next Sunday, next Wednesday. And then I got the bug, the bug hit me. Mm-hmm. And I'm out five days a week. And she was like, You don't understand. And I'm like, You don't understand. I got a vision. I'm gonna be the next blah blah blah. <laughs> and we had we butted heads, we butted heads, and damn it, talked about getting a divorce. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then she realized that okay, he's gonna stick with it. And I'm not out there wilding <laughs> out in the strip club, just you know, yeah. doing something crazy. And also this is what I do. I also communicate, and this is for the comics, communicate where I'm at. Hey, I'm at the club. I over communicate. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm at the club. I'm going on stage. Um, I'm being on stage in a couple of minutes. My phone might go off. 
but I, you know, this is what's going on. And so I kind of over-communicate just to let her know, hey, he's X, Y, Z. Even after the show, hey, I'm on the way home. You know, just mm-hmm. to, you know. And half the time I get home, she sleep. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. We had an issue yeah. about that one time. Yeah. Where, uh, oh, yeah. I was getting really into mm-hmm. comedy and stuff, and we'd ride together to <laughs> shows. So, like, once I, I would get in that mode, like, came over here, meet Michael. We jump in the car. Yeah. I'm uh, we're bullshitting and everything. We were going to Silly Rabbit. Oh uh, my god, that's a that's a nice ride. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, we're bullshitting. Then we get over there and then we see Will Marrow, you know. Mm-hmm. So then we tell him, "Hey, bullshitting all this." And uh, I hadn't last I talked to her, I left the house. It completely slipped my mind. I never told her where it was. We're all bullshit. I mean, she knew where I was going, but I yeah. never told her anything. And apparently, she texted me. And I didn't realize because I my phone's just on vibrate and I never realized. Yep. So I got a phone call, and when I got the phone call, I was like, "Ooh, this probably ain't good." Because I saw them little, <laughs> them little, them little envelope yeah. notifications. I was like, "Oh shit, man!" And she called. She said, "Hey," and I said, "Hey, I'm sorry. I forgot to text you." I said, "We're over here. We asked Silly Rabbit. Show didn't start yet." She's like, "Well, I'm just checking to see if you were alive." Bye. And I could tell, like, yeah, her yeah. voice was all shaky. She hung up. Then my phone, oh, right after that, my phone just starts, like, a complete update. And, like, uh, that takes, like, 30 yeah. minutes where you screwed. can't use your phone. I'm yeah, like, of screwed, all bro. times. <laughs> I wouldn't tell him. Damn. And I told him, I said, man, he's like, oh, you need me, like, to record your set? I said, man, fuck that. <laughs> so that's the last of my words, dude. Exactly. You can take this five minutes and shut up. Yes. You're about to have 30 exactly. minutes. After that conversation, Whoa. I'm out of communication Whoa. for, like, 30 minutes right after man, that. Mm-hmm. I've been there. My phone died, and I was in the club. And you know how it is. And you're trying to, hit, trying to hit you with text messages to kids. And by the time you get it back on, charge it up, it's like no words. You got to sleep on a sofa for two days and yeah. shit. You know? <laughs> it, it crazy, dude. Yeah, it, crazy. yeah, it could have got a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to cut you off. This is what I realized from the specials as we were talking about that, that I was too conscious of my, and this is for comedians, I was too conscious of my wife in the audience. Because some of that stuff she was hearing for the first time about my dick being sucked to my leg and mm-hmm. me sleeping with um, single women or the best women to sleep with. Sleep single moms, and so I kept saying, "Okay, honey," and I'm like, "You know what? I ain't never doing this." Shit. <laughs> right. She just gonna catch it, you know, catch it how it is, and you know, we'll talk about it afterwards before. But I was too conscious about her, right? Yeah, hearing it, and I, you know, I just of- lucked out to not have very many exciting <laughs> sexual escapades before yeah. I met my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of his material that they're involves more, sex. They're, yeah, they're more tragic than uh, hilarious. Is it tragic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, and when shit. he does talk about sex in his act, it's always with his wife. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, you, you're fair and all good, man. So you just came back from uh, California. How long were yeah, you there? I was there from Sunday to Thursday, dude. Oh, wow. And um, it was quite an experience. It was all for comedy? Yeah, it was at the, it was at the Chateau Comedy Fest. Okay. I got accepted. Um, I had this thing where I got this list of comedy festivals in the United States, really across the world. And so once a month, I would, you know, submit, especially when I got my special. Because that was the point of the whole, I was like, it's not really a special. I just wanted a nice tape to send mm-hmm. to bookers and stuff like that, comedy people. Mm-hmm. So I got it, and I submitted it to them, and they accepted it. Boom. And I was doing it like, you know, I paid $30 a month. And submitting to comedy festivals are weird. Because 
it feels like a scam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they pay $50 and we look at your tape. You don't know they're fucking looking at the tape. Mm-hmm. They might be taking that money and snoring cocaine with it. Right. So, dude, I submitted and they accepted. And it was right after this Atlanta. <laughs> I got it booked in Atlanta and Athens, Georgia with this guy. And so two weeks later, I'm saying, hey, man, I need $1,000 to go to L.A. <laughs> he was like, you asshole. No. And we had a big old struggle. That was a struggle, dude. We had to struggle. <laughs> and I had to go do some website work and just hustle to get the money. Mm-hmm. And so I was out there from Sunday to um, Sunday to Thursday. Mm-hmm. And it was it an experience, man. I ain't going to lie. At first, I felt that it was some bullshit because it felt like more of a, a glamorized open mic, mm-hmm. really. You got all these comics. You had like 200-something comics. Yeah. In a small club, about you ever been to Comedy House? You ever been over there mm, yet? Not yet. It's a, yeah, you gotta come check it out, man. It's a little bigger. It was, it was a little bigger than Comedy House, but they had two rooms set up. They had a big main. They had the main stage, and I'm not lying, guys. They had a st- uh, a stage about the size of this room and your bedroom. Wow, it wasn't big at all, mm. and they crammed tables in there, and they call that the side room. Mm-hmm. So in a bar and it's a two drink minimum and you got these Hollywood cats in there and you got a lot of, you have a lot of old comics that's that had the heyday and BT and you know mm-hmm. all this stuff mm-hmm. and then they're running game and stuff so it felt kind of scammy but as I kind of went in the room and kind of talked to people it really turned out well because I realized Kevin Hart's not going to come in there and say hey I want you to be my opener. But you start meeting different people. Mm-hmm. You know, I met a guy who works with Damon Wayans. I met um, people from Atlanta, Houston, all that good stuff. And now they say, hey, man, when you come out, let me know. I met people from L.A. They was like, hey, man, you were funny. When you come out here again, we're going to book you on the stage. So it's just that networking. Yeah. And, you know, I was regretting the investment and stuff because, you know, L.A., I'd never been out there. You had to catch Ubers everywhere or rent a car. That was crazy. And just going to the club every night. Um, and I did like I did like three showcase. I did well two shows at the club, and one I got booked at this little club downtown LA. Mm-hmm. And it just you know that whole weird thing you don't know nobody and mm-hmm. stuff, and you're trying to meet people and stuff. But it was it was really it was a great experience. But you got to be prepared to spend money, man. That was the big thing. Mm-hmm. And on the way home, I was like, damn, I can't believe I spent like a thousand dollars, you know, and eating. Um, one night, one night, I just had a bag of chips because I had no money. Yeah. <laughs> it was either catch an Uber or go down to the restaurant and buy, you know, food. <laughs> right. It was like that Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And I was calling, and then I was calling my wife. I was like, I'm ready to come home. Yeah. You know, because you go up, and then after that, it's like, okay, now what? And you got like mm-hmm. 20 comics after that and stuff. And they were doing this thing when they had like a, it was a lottery. They put all their names in the hat because they want you to stay in the room. So you don't know when you're going to go next. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me tell you this. This is the crazy shit. So we are two hours ahead of LA. Right. I didn't go on stage until 1130 LA time. That's 130 hour time. I was in the corner to sleep, dude. Dude. I was in there like this. I was just like, and I kept messing with the host. I'm like, dude, you show my name in there? Because they was calling Jimmy Smith, Willy Wonka, and all this shit. And I'm like, dude, what's going on? They got to the bottom of the barrel. And I literally just was like this. And next thing I dozed off and said, come into the stage. We got a guy from New Orleans, Brandon Hanks. I sprung up. And, you know, and I did five minutes in both, in both um, what you call them, in both sets. And it was a good five minutes and stuff. But I realized in L.A., you don't get to do 10 minutes unless you fucking Kevin Hart or somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the shows are so packed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The shows are so packed and attention span is real short. They they don't want they don't want to hear a lot of shit. So you had to hit them, bop, 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 and just get out of there. 
And people are like, oh my God, you were amazing. And I'm like, okay, you know, that was stuff I had perfected. Right. So that was the best stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I had a friend of mine that went out there. I'm not going to mention his name, <laughs> but he was, a, he was a comic from New Orleans. And I was like, hey, dude, you got your stuff? He was like, yeah, I got it. I think I'm going to improvise. I'm going to go up there and just freestyle. Mm-hmm. Okay, you dumb as fuck. <laughs> yeah, Because you're real. not coming with your best stuff. Yeah. This is like, you know, a, a meeting. And you got to come with your best stuff. This, this is one time. Yeah. They're gonna see you, and they they gonna make that decision on how you how you who you are, and so I got I did I used my best stuff both for the showcases. I got awarded um, comedy house no not comedy house comedy chateau um, favorite best mm-hmm. of the fest comedy chateau favorite, and I realized it's because I used my best stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. but the people that was trying to go up there and just freestyle and act do crowd work, yeah, it don't work, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and I kind of feel like yeah, it don't work when you do an open mic. Yeah. Even if you do an open mic in another city, if yeah. you're in another scene you've never been in, yeah, usually an open mic is for working out shit. I think if you're in another scene and they've Dude. never seen you, do your best do shit your at best that shit open mic. Because they're looking at you. Then after they know you, Thank then you. you go work out material yeah, yeah. over there. Yeah, I, but yeah, I think if I you got some good shit, yeah, you should make a good first impression yeah. when you can. Yeah, especially, okay, so if you got 10 minutes, use your good eight minutes of good shit, and then you might want to try to sneak something in if you can have yeah. that. But I always thought, I always, and we were fussing, we were fussing about it. I'm like, dude, don't do that. I didn't want to like, you know, big brother him, but I'm like, don't do that shit, man. Now I'm going to go up there and say something about, I'm going to go up there and say something about the Armenians because the place we were living in had a lot of Armenians. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> he went up there and people was like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, so. so he was like all, cologne in yeah, here. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Why they got gold chains on and blah, yeah. blah, blah. I was like, oh, you silly. That's the only two yeah. stereotypes I know about Armenians. <laughs> exactly. The gold chains. <laughs> you can understand the temptation to, to do it because I've never seen scripted material work quite as well as your best improvised stuff mm-hmm, so you can mm-hmm. understand why you we would be tempted to do not it. Yeah. your whole act though yeah yeah you like know what i'm saying three minutes yeah. right like you um do like two minutes of that you have five minutes now if you have a lot of time then yeah throw something in there but if you have five minutes do your best five your tight five right and because that's the impression that that they're going to have Mm-hmm. And so they were really, you know, big on. And I realized LA comics, they don't have a lot of time, so they they jokes are really compact. It's mm-hmm. set up punchline, set up punchline, set up punchline. They're not right. saying, yeah, I was married, you know, blah blah blah. No, it's boom, boom, boom. And then I also noticed this: they primarily work clean because they're looking at I'm gonna be on Jimmy Kimmel one day. Right. I'm gonna be on this show. Mm-hmm. And so I went to this bar that really wasn't a comedy club. It was like just a club and they had an open mic. No, it was a book show. And I was in there talking about getting stabbed by my wife and shit. <laughs> and they were looking at me like I was a devil, dude. I did not do it. They were looking at me like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with him? Yeah. His dick got stuck to his leg. What the fuck is wrong? Right. They were looking at me like I was the enemy, dude. And all mm-hmm. the comments were like, oh, that was good. But the <laughs> crowd... Uh, they could have called the police on me. Yeah. And, and no, that makes sense, right? Because yeah. they're, they're used to seeing people being so yeah. squeaky clean and corporate. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, and they had um, Jamie Kennedy was there. And they uh, gave him five minutes. Mm. And they gave him the light. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> that's <laughs> Jamie crazy. Kennedy. They don't, they don't that's care. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I thought they was going to give him 10 and just let him do what he wanted to do. Right. Uh, no. No special Next, treatment no, out there. No, coming to the stage again is blah, blah, blah. But yeah, they, they work clean, man. And, and, you know, now I think in the club setting, they kind of let it fly. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But like on some of those book shows, especially those book shows, I noticed, man, they're working clean, man. Yeah. They, they ain't playing around. I've heard a lot of people kind of weigh in on this just because we had the Keenan thing that we were yeah. having to work clean for and other situations. Yeah. I think it's a special skill. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I'm not there. I don't think I have very much stuff that doesn't some at some point involve bodily fluids or fuck. Or, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Mm, so, so you know, I did this show with um Tommy T Ray mm-hmm. T Ray Bergeron. Mm-hmm. We were at the casino in um Bay St. Louis with um what's that um Bonkers Comedy Club. Yeah, yeah. So they booking casinos and they want you to work PG thirteen. And so I'd rather you just say don't curse. Don't put me in a gray category. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, just say, hey, don't curse. So <laughs> it told me when we got there, it said, as long as you don't say the P word and the F word, we good. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so I get up there, and it's no host. It's Tommy bringing me up. Hey, we got coming to the stage. And then he's going to close it. Mm-hmm. And it was like retirement people, just old casino people. Yeah. And I'm up there eating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. For twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, and I just started. And so to the, like fifteen minutes, I said, "You know what? You're just gonna have to fire me." And I hold a check, and I just was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna have to give it to him because I was so uncomfortable." Right. And I was saying, "Gosh darn it!" And sound mm-hmm. like somebody off Andy Griffith. And shit. <laughs> yeah. In a fucking casino. In a cas- police, thank you. A thank you. Only adults are allowed yeah. to be. They, yeah. they, they the gamble in life away. They gamble in life away. They try to get the whores upstairs. They at the buffet eating goddamn God knows what. You got alcohol oh, yeah. floored everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, your life is way yeah. more offensive than these jokes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. Your life is way more offensive. I've, I've come up now. Oh, like, it's crazy. I used to stress so much about having trouble coming up with clean yeah. material, and I'm at the point I really don't fucking care anymore. Yeah, man, I can't. Because I can't. I can't. It's going to be whatever ends up being funny. And, if, it, and yeah. if I end up coming up with something that's clean, that's great. Yeah, but if I can't get a gig because exactly, of this, I, then I don't mean because it's a lot of stress, man. I did a show. I keep I, I'm rambling, but I did a show at this boxing gym, right? This guy wants to do a show at a boxing gym. They playing NWA the most ranked. It's just yeah, fuck the wild, wild and shit. Hey, you got to work clean. Do you hear what y'all playing? And so I went <laughs> up and I did my shit, and they were like, "We got kids here." I'm like, did you hear what the kids were just listening to? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But we don't work the concert. I'm like, oh. Yeah, get them know. fucking kids yeah, out of here. Yeah, man. we had a box and then dudes getting concussions. But I can't, you know. It's crazy, man. That's so interesting. Yeah. I just, I don't know why. Because like, because you're, you're doing Stone Drunk Sober tonight. Yeah. I don't understand why. Because I can't imagine there ever being any kind of restrictions like that. No. At a show like that. And no. that seems yeah. like that's where the fun's happening. Yeah, so you, exactly. you booked comedians because you wanted to have fun. Well, this is the fun thing. Is yeah. Just, just letting letting it loose. Doing whatever you want to do. Especially to adults. Mm-hmm. We're not yeah. like at a high school. We're not at high school. We're not at a high school where mitzvah and um, entertainment and the, the prom. No. Right. No. Oh, yeah, the this, weirdest this, thing. This whole podcast started off with us. I think it was the second episode. We, uh-huh. we came and told this story about this crazy situation where we we did a benefit. I and, heard that. Remember that story? And it you was can you? understand that, right? And yeah, the three, two mm-hmm. of us and Joshua Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And BG too. And BG, I know what yeah. BG was involved in. You can you can understand in a situation like that, especially if you're told ahead of time. Yeah. You know that there's going to be some parameters, but it's just kind of like a comedy show at a bar or a club, or even like you mentioned, like a yeah. boxing ring. Like, yeah, why? Uh, yeah. What I think's funny about them turning turning off like the most vulgar music before telling yeah. 
that I heard Ron White tell a story uh-huh. that he was doing like a talent show or something, and they wouldn't let him smoke on stage. <laughs> And then the guy that went up before him or after him was one of them fucking was a fire eater. Mm. And he's like, this motherfucker can juggle this shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I can, like, he's swallowing, weird, he's swallowing fire and juggling it and stuff. Yeah. People are really weird. That's crazy shit I heard. People are weird, man. It just, I don't know, just make up stuff and, oh, we can't do this. Now, is this going to be your first Stone Drunk Sober, or have you ever... I've done one in New Orleans. First time ever coming to Lafayette do comedy. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm excited. Oh, yeah. cool. You, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to love that place, oh, Everybody dude. was like, oh, it's the best room. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. it's, it's awesome. Room. It holds, like, what, 300 people or somebody? Yeah, so, mm-hmm. 300 people. Pretty and, dope. And uh, ticket sales are already... We've already kind of gotten the preview. Ticket sales are looking good. It's oh, going to be wow. a hot show. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Th- I did last month. Uh-huh. And I think we did probably, like, 100 people. Mm-hmm. But, and... Man, that's a great like a yeah. hundred people in that room. Yeah, laughing is good, all points towards, Yeah, that's yeah, the best thing. Yeah, they're a good they're, they're, It's almost like it feels like it feels like you're breaking some kind of rule sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it feels like you're cheating or something. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. the best high ever. I mean, when you get in the room and it's really rocking and it's just the best thing. You can't even describe it. You know, you really can't describe mm-hmm. it. You just gotta feel it for yourself and. Yeah. Now, do you know know much about your your teammate? Uh, his name is uh, Zeke Buckholz. Do you know no. much about him? Mm-mm. I think he's based out of Mobile. Okay. No, yeah. uh-uh, I haven't. Yeah. Team no. Sober has a little bit of an advantage because the last person to go is from Team Sober. Yeah. And so you're, yeah. you're already kind of familiar. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Now, I think you're up first, and then your teammate's going to do the, the yeah, final one. The final, so. yeah. And that's going to be fun because I've done the, um, the drunk, and I, I was really kind of overdid it. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "This is not hot," because you know, I, I, I'm normally like, make I may take like a small drink before a little whiskey or something, but nothing over the top. Yeah, because you really, you know, you get slurring your words, you can't think, and shit like that. And it's fun when I, in that show, but yeah, just a normal show. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's not always there. Yeah. yeah, I think my formula is completely sober and and in a good mood and properly prepped. Yeah, that, yeah. that's the only way I can really go into a show and have a good experience. Yeah, yeah. And my thing is, I'm trying to. I, don't, I always self doubt myself. Like I'm, gonna, like I'm gonna forget my set. So mm-hmm. I like being, I'll be, you know, before the show, looking at my set, looking at my set, and then like some shows they let you bring your phone up, and I have it like on the side, right? <laughs> and I never use. It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like always like a back. Um, it's always like a, I yeah. guess a relief thing, you know. Yeah, makes yeah. you feel good. Yeah, mm-hmm. but let me tell you, this is a cheat. What I did <laughs> when I did my special, I had a hat. If you look at it, the special, I had a hat. Mm-hmm. I put my I put the hat down and people were clapping. I put my phone inside the hat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so whenever uh, I went mm-hmm. something to drink, I would look at the outline. It's okay, you mm-hmm. know. And I, I realized I didn't really need it, but it's just such a a crutch. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's a crutch. Man. Yeah, because you if you had a set flit, a set list on the floor, yeah, 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 yeah everybody yeah. would be like, "That's just normal practice." Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I've seen one. I think it was Chris Rock or somebody. He had like a teleprompter. Mm-hmm. He had the speakers, and one was a. Yeah. Bop, bop, bop. I'm like, wow. Because I was always remember, I was always fascinated how they remember all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean, Nate Bargatze, he came and did um, the River Center. Okay. That, when they, it's one of the first, it's the first show I've seen in that new theater. They did like a renovation yeah. inside River Center where they opened like a really nice theater. Okay. So, so he's there. 
And he's just working. He's just brazenly working off of a mm-hmm. set list and some stuff that he's basically telling the crowd. Like, I'm okay. still working his material. Gotcha. Out. And he's doing like a yeah, big just, ticketed show. Yeah, he had just released a special at yeah. that time. He probably released oh, a special yeah. like two weeks before that mm-hmm. or okay. something. Yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's a that's a question. Like, like after you release your special, mm-hmm. do you throw away those jokes? We always talk about a friend of mine, Troy Duchesne. Do mm-hmm. you throw away those jokes or do you like rehash them and bring new stuff in? You know, because some people say, oh, just throw it away and be like George Carlin. Just throw it away and I'm right. working on a new I set. I think it would depend on the yeah. level, what level you're at. Yeah. Exactly. How many yeah. different people, you know what I mean? Saw it. Because, yeah. I mean, for us, yeah. For the most part, most of the time you're still doing comedy in front of people who never heard of exactly, you. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I think like if you do stuff from your special, I don't think it's going to hurt you. <laughs> right, that's the only reason not to do it, right? It's just yeah. you're just worried about somebody maybe being disappointed. Once you get to a level where yeah. you're big, someone like Nate Bergazzi yeah, or someone yeah. like that and you put the special out, I yeah. think typically what they like to do is mm-hmm. once they have that hour done, they might have it taped yeah but i think they try to get like maybe a good 30 or 45 minutes Mm -hmm. that might still not be finished yeah but good enough where they're like the the people who like me that come out to see they're gonna like it exactly because they and then then they kind of then they'll release it at that point Mm -hmm. where they can then start a whole new tour and then start start working out and i think they know most real comedy fans and their fans know like he just released yeah. a special. Yeah, I'm not gonna be it's going to be, yeah, so gonna be new. Yeah, I'm not. You I know? need a new hour right yeah. now. I'm a, you know, have y'all seen that documentary? Um, comedian what, with Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah, to see him working through it, and he was just made a billion dollars on Seinfeld. Now he's back in Caroline's yeah. doing five minutes. Yeah, That's yeah. Once he, he was like. Forgot his bit and was like, yeah. having to refer to yeah. it. And some lady yeah. hollered at him, like, Have you done this before? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah at one point where he said, Yeah, I did the shows and I'm back here with y'all. I was like, Damn. My understanding is he couldn't wait to get back and start doing stand up. Oh, yeah. 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 Every Louisiana comic that I know that has a special still does all the material from their special whenever I see him at an open yeah. mic or a book yeah, show. I don't blame him either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. People, you know, they might not know it, and just go through your stuff, try to remix it, change the name, do what you have to do, man. Do you have any particular influences or heroes that you think about on an ongoing basis? Like this is somebody's career I want to emulate. Or... You know, um, Barney Mac. Barney mm-hmm. Mac is a is a big inspiration of mine, and um, and Donnell Rollins, mm-hmm. Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. And somebody else got dog it. Um, but yeah, those those three. Yeah. So they've all done TV. Do you yeah. have any interest in like a, a scripted series for a streaming service or yeah. anything like that? That's why okay. I, I really want to go. That's mm-hmm. what the big money is now. But I really want to do that mm-hmm. yeah. just to um bring characters to to life and stuff like that. So I kind of started writing some stuff down, but just gotta be more consistent with mm-hmm. it. And really just take it to the next level. Because doors open up and you want to have stuff when they open up. Hey, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. You know that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and some um, uh, I got asked to do something, and it hasn't came to pass. I still got to audition and all that. But I'm like, when I do it, I might meet somebody that's hey, you got something, blah blah blah, and you know that type of thing. So right, you know. But that's that's people like you said, like Bill Burr. He did his animation series. Mm-hmm. You know, Bernie Mac with the with the whole 
Bernie Mac show and that type right. of thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's and then you know they they produce characters on stage and they were able to translate that into sitcoms mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think that's pretty dope, man. That's that's yeah. really dope. That's really dope. Yeah, I you know I know that the sitcom thing is I don't even know. I mean, it seems like now these days the 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 that the format of the shows is going to be different, but I still yeah. think that that having something ready to go, having an idea percolating. Yeah, yeah. You know, that you could do that elevator pitch if they ever, if you got the mm-hmm. opportunity. Let me tell you, they had guys in LA pulling up in Mercedes. And it's not about the money, but just that's just what they do in LA. And I'm like, who's that? Oh, that's blah, blah, blah. People that you don't even know, young guys, old guys. Oh, he produced a series with Netflix and he got a production deal. I'm like, damn. I mean, one guy pulled up in a sprint. I know he was really just showing off. What he pulled up in a sprinter thing? He got out and stuff. <laughs> with a chain on. He would come on and shit. And I was like, who's that? And he was like, oh, that's blah, blah, blah. He got a production deal. But I did. You know, I met, um, I don't know if y'all know Ian Edwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I saw you posted yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I love that dude. I was a fucking fanboy. Yeah, he's dude. awesome, man. Dude, I walked, he walked, and he's so down to earth. I don't know if people always say, he's so down to mm-hmm. earth. But nah, this guy was so unassuming. Just came in the back, just hanging out. Um, and so I was a fanboy. I was just looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> and so he got up and I'm sitting on the side just laughing. And it was so bad. I was laughing so hard that this chick turned around and was like, like, it ain't that funny, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was in that man. Yeah. Dude, he got some he was saying so much shit, dude. And he did like ten minutes. And I'm like, damn, y'all get to end up with ten minutes. That's it. And he killed it. He just fucking killed it. Came off the side of the stage. I, it was good. It was good. Like it was yeah. good. It was good. He got into this thing when he was fussing with the um, the waitress because she was just talking real loud, making orders and stuff. Uh-huh. Because it's crazy. Like in a comedy house, you get your drinks from the back and you bring it to your place. Well, their their shows, man, you can get a damn chicken wing plate at your table right in front of the stage. Mm-hmm. And so she's taking orders and they pushing her to take orders. Mm-hmm. And um, he, so he started fussing with her. And, um, you know, they was going back and forth and stuff like that. But then after he got off stage, he was, like, real cool. We took pictures and shit. Asked about the New Orleans comedy scene. And he, I was like, so what else he got? He said, man, this is my, this is my third show tonight. I've been out doing different sets. And Damn. then I turned away. And I came out. I, I turned to talk to somebody else. And he was, boom, he was gone. Going to another show. Yeah, that's what oh, we've been hearing. Shit. These larger, uh, larger markets. Yeah, you can go. And I think somebody told us recently that you could go and do like sixty open mics a week in Boston. Yeah, and somebody said something about you can do three or four show nights, three or four open mics a night, or you know, a combination of, yeah. of open mics and book shows in Houston. And yeah, so, somebody was telling mm-hmm. me I met this guy in Houston. He was like, "Man, we got you. We gonna get you." You know. Yeah. Um, Sometimes this I guy, uh, wish maybe we could, you know, it, I don't know if I necessarily want to move back to Houston anytime soon, but mm-hmm. it would be cool to be able to go out there and, and, and book, a, you know, yeah. several days of shows. And see, that's why I hope that it really works out like with this comedy fest thing that these connections that I made, they really materialize mm-hmm. or something. Cause I'm telling people like when I meet them, Hey, if you come to New Orleans, we can get you on the show, blah, blah, blah. We get you together. And we when people saying the same thing, I'm like, what if I go to Houston? And they'd be like, ah, oh, this motherfucker, what do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. It's, it's, I guess you just got to build that network. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I heard Houston is, is really good. Yeah. 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 I think maybe a stepping stone to that would be like, cause you're already out here in, in Lafayette. 
Lake Charles. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, basically Jacob Gidry in Lake Charles yeah. uh, seems to have some connects out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's booking. He's like a, um, a, a smaller J.P. Leonard. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. are amazed and how people come through here. And they, the, all these big names that come through here. And they want to go to New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah. I'm like, the man got something going. Yeah. I tell you, you what, know? people you in Baton Rouge it. were dumbfounded for a long time. They didn't understand. That's kind yeah. of where the River Center came because they didn't understand the National Axe would rather go to the Superdome yeah. or go to the Cajun Dome. And they would just skip right over Baton Rouge because yeah. they didn't have yeah. a venue. You know, yeah. but I guess that's why they built mm-hmm. the River Center. Yeah. And then, place. you know. Just talking to JP and just, you know, we did a show together. He's easy to work with. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't, you know, just mm-hmm. cool. Just cool, you know? Yeah. And some bookers, they just like real, you know, crazy and just all, all over the place. Mm-hmm. But he's just easy to work with. And yeah. Do Very straightforward. Yeah. Why would you funny? Why would you funny? Yeah. That's, a, that's like a guy, Vin Zambon in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. He does a Dragon's Inn yeah. and comedy. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. People give him shit all the time. He don't book people and he don't do this. Just gotta be funny, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta be funny. Don't come with the bullshit, <laughs> and don't overbook yourself and have to cancel on. You know, book you on everything, dude. And we were just talking about that. That's that's a. I, I think a lot of uh, comics I, in this room. I can uh-huh. tell just from dealing with all yeah. for both of y'all that the three of us all have a certain level of like executive functioning skills. Yeah, yeah. Being able to be yeah. responsible and like manage Bro. a book. Yep. Yeah. And and I think that I'm a lot of times you in comedy in particular comedy yeah. and acting and music you deal with a lot of people who are just brilliant. Yeah. But they just don't oh have Oh my that. god, no work mm-hmm. ethic, no, mm-hmm. you know, like you said just executive skills to manage a schedule. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's amazing. Oh, dude, and then they get upset with you when you don't want to deal with their inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I like I have people cancel on Uncle Matt's and stuff and you know, and I just stopped booking. I'm not going to keep calling you if you keep canceling. Especially when you're talking about something like comedy that typically work don't start till 8 p.m. Thank you. Too, you know what I mean? Like, you, you can't yeah, get yeah, your yeah. shit together. By- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never thought about it like that. You're talking He's about evening. Over, like- <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, where's yeah. your life? If you're still in the evening time and you just can't come. And my thing is, I'm not asking you to do two hours. 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, you can right. leave right out of the one, you know? Right. But yeah, people, oh man, I get people. Oh, I, I had one person cancel on me. She said the Ubers were too expensive. Now she waited till the right, like, at, long story short, she was trying to come from Jazz Fest mm-hmm. in New Orleans to Uncle Matt's. And the Ubers was expensive because yeah, it's Yeah, Jazz Fest is going on. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. market prices, basically. Thank you, yeah. And she's yeah. like, it's too expensive. I'm not coming out there. I'm like, okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Sorry, but, <laughs> but we're going to remember yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like, it's either expensive Ubers or no Ubers. Yeah. Because there's not going to, if you don't raise the, Bro. there's not enough Ubers for everyone. So if you don't raise the price, yep. then people good are, luck trying to get a ride. Yeah, mm-hmm. People are funny, man. Yeah. And then when you don't book them, they're like, well, you don't ever book me or he thinks he's something else. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, that's what, I've been seeing a lot of that uh, lately. People yeah. that okay, so so Tyler Arsenault was was mentioned in an article that was written by yeah. a podcaster saying that he's these are the ten. The ten, people. yeah. Okay, yeah. so we were I was looking at his, and then that that host posted. So I I friended him, and then he posted something mm-hmm. about how he feels like he hooks people up. He he's positive. He mm-hmm. he lifts his friends up, and he tries to be humble about his own self. And he feels like not being, 
not being, I don't know if the egotistical is really, he put it a lot better than I'm putting yeah. it right now, but he's basically saying like that not being that way, uh-huh. uh, it was hurting him. And so he was going to oh. have to start trying to be more aggressive in yeah. your face. But then you see the other side of it too, when somebody cancels a show and then they're like, well, why won't you book me? Yeah, It's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. You, you kind of strike some kind of balance of being like easy to work with, but also really believing in yourself. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a balance. It is. Yeah. It, it does. I realize that. Yeah. You can't be so humble that you're like, somebody said you did good. You're like, no, I didn't do good, but, uh, you know, I just say thank you. And, yeah, because then you're full of shit. Yeah, yeah. At a certain exactly. point, you're not humble no more. You're exactly. just full yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just like, you're okay, yeah. And then, mm-hmm. but you don't want to be that guy. And I have friends like this that every time they get off the, every time they get off the stage, oh, I killed them. I murdered them. I murdered them. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I was that's, there. That's was, worse. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I had one friend. Every time I'm not there, he murders. Like <laughs> 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 <Fucking> murders. <laughs> he murdered. I'm like, how does that go? Oh, I killed him. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I was there last two. So you didn't kill him. Yeah. You, you did all right. But you didn't. Yeah, I catch a lot of fish when I fish alone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so I got to the point I started texting other people. I said, how you did? Oh, it was all right. And yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's a comedy game or something, boy. It's not a meritocracy, that's for sure. Yeah. It's not like the most funny person just went. I mean, on the one yeah. hand, you got to be undeniable. That's absolutely true. But, man, there's so much about networking man, and stuff. Thank you. I just say that. I say that. um we was all the comics at the little festival and stuff like that. And I say, at this point, everybody's pretty much funny, mm-hmm. but it's about how you network, how your business, you know, mm-hmm. do you have, if somebody wants to book you, do you have a website? If, if I want to get information from you, do you have a website? Or you just, do you have a headshot? A lot of people don't have that. Like, do you have, yeah, can, I, have can I go in and see something on YouTube? Are you just neighborhood funny or, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's the kind of little stuff that the little tweaks, like you said, the little, Mm-hmm. Little little bitty things that'll get you to the next level. Yeah. And so I try to get everything kinda like that together. You know, even before I was kinda thinking I was funny, I was just you know, because I did websites. So I was working on the website and right. my cousin he does fo- photos. So I said, like, Hey, come take some pictures. Mm-hmm. So and so that's when people come up and they'll be like, Oh, you got everything together. Well, you know, I kinda cheated almost, you know. BrandonHaynesComedy.com, if you don't know. Yeah. You can yeah. go, you can see the special, you can see all of his upcoming dates. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cheap, you know, current and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like you said, man, those those small things kind of, you know, separate. Because everybody's funny. Everybody's funny. And I didn't know there was that many comics in the goddamn world <laughs> before I started doing comedy. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this true. festival, they had 200 people. Mm-hmm. And they were all in the room. Big ass room and everybody trying to give each other bits and hey, you heard the mm-hmm. one about <laughs> and all night from like seven to shit twelve o'clock at night and everybody just cracking jokes in the green room they ribbing on each other roasting each other mm-hmm. it's like this is <laughs> yes yeah. <laughs> yeah you can get fatigued from oh from yeah that much comedy yeah but, um, you know who said something the other day man I don't mean to cut you oh no, I'm yeah. just rambling my ass off. But I like this setting. JP said something that was so true. He said, comedy is really lonely on the road and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I experienced that. And I see why I feel some people, they get into drugs and all this kind of mm-hmm. shit. Because like I went to Atlanta on a Wednesday and I left on a Thursday and I did like Laughing Skull and then I went to Athens. But between that, I had nothing to do. Just sit in the hotel. You can only watch Pornhub and fucking eat chicken wings for so long. <laughs> and at the wall, at the wall, and like I'm calling home. My wife is like, "Fucking go do something." 
Yeah. But the money, you don't have you know thousands of dollars. You could just go somewhere. Right. So you're just kind of in a room, dude. I think that's part of like with with him bringing yeah. big names to town. Yeah. Other than the way he does business and stuff, I really think comedians like coming here uh-huh. to Lafayette. Because I'm around and I know what's going on. Yeah. We talk to Jason mm-hmm. like pretty much every day. Yeah. Even if we don't see him, we talk yeah. through like little group chats and texts. Uh-huh. When someone comes into the town, he goes pick them up at the airport. So, yeah. Yeah. He goes bring them to so, go a eat. Swamp tour and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, we're in La- yeah. and we're in Lafayette, you know. Uh-huh. Got great food. He goes bring them to Ball Tomps or somewhere yeah. like that. Gets them some food. Bobby Kelly was here for two days. Mm-hmm. He's over here by himself. Yeah. They went to Avery Island to the Tabasco yeah. plant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, these guys are used to just being by themselves, Bro. hotel room, the club yeah. or whatever. Exactly. I mean, if they want to go out, they can go look at shit alone. Yeah. But it's like, Dude, they got this some... guy who's like, hey. Let's hang you want to do so? Or if you yeah. want to, you want to hang out in your room. That's cool. But look, if you want to get out and do something, let's go hang. Room. You know, I'm Since whenever um, Derosa came, yeah, they went. Ended up going from Lafayette to where they went, New Orleans. I don't remember, but they did a little run. They went and do yeah. some other shows with them and yeah. stuff. And they were hanging out. Yeah. It was talking about the story with the Jason shit. Kennedy when he went to. They went to the restaurant afterwards. And they told they say um that Josh um Jordan was yeah, yeah, they, yeah no, that's just crazy yeah they just thought he was Jamie Kennedy <laughs> yeah, Jamie yeah. Kennedy but yeah man that road shit is lonely as fuck I was man and that's how it was even this week as it started winding down like that Tuesday Wednesday and you start seeing the same people they saying the same old shit same lies mm-hmm. and you're like okay now what. You know, yeah, it, every hotel room looks the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hotel staff don't want to talk to you. They'd be like, "I was trying to hold a conversation with the lady at the bar. <laughs> she was not trying to talk to my ass. Right. My wife wasn't answering the phone. Kids don't text you back. Yeah, I've heard comedians talk about when they'll go on the road by themselves like that, and they'll realize yeah. they'll get on stage and start doing their act, and realize, man, this is the first time I've spoken all day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. but this is the roller coaster. So you're on a high at the stage. You're on a you're on a yeah. high. Mm-hmm. Then you come back in the hotel room by yourself. You're like, yeah, yeah. Like you said, I, I could see how it would be hard to oh, when dude. I get into alcohol or drugs yeah, or something yeah, like that. You know what? You know, you come off stage and I might as well get wasted. And they mm-hmm. say, you know, yeah, that's the that's the psychology of it, man. You know, we're talking about loneliness and and being alone. Yeah, I don't think we're alone. And that's what I want to talk to you about next. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, I saw been, you posted about it too. You've been yeah. practicing these intros and segues, yeah, this, this dude. NPR, yeah. baby. Yeah. NPR, bitches. Listen, mm-hmm. we all saw that that whatever that was in the sky on that dash cam or on that body cam Man, footage. Come on. I'm I want to believe, and so I, I'm like Joe when I listen to Joe Rogan talk about yeah. it. I understand where he's coming from because I don't think I can be objective because I want to believe that yeah, it's true. Yeah. All right. So where do you stand? You know, at first, um, so I think you and I have some of the same background. We both came out of the church background. Mm-hmm. I was a um, minister at a church. Yeah. So, you know, I came from Bible background, but then I started opening my mind to things. And I, this is my big question. How do we have the audacity to believe that we're the only ones in the universe mm-hmm. that we have that type of audacity? Mm-hmm. Now it may be light years away. We can't contact them. But I think that we have something out there. Yeah. And I think with the tools 
on Joe Rogan, this guy came. He said the tools that we have now, because they were using stuff from the 50s and 60s, mm-hmm. the radars and stuff. Now we got this high definition shit, and they starting to pick up more and more blips and unexplainable shit. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's out there, man. Yeah. yeah, and I think that was a that was one of those things. This guy was on a dash cam just talking to somebody. Fucking thing shot behind him. Yeah, that's not playing. That hmm. wasn't Photoshop. Funny they released that dash cam easily, huh? to get beat up with an alien in the background. Yeah, you better hold the cops with Oh shit! use that shit. Use that shit, man. Write that shit down. God damn it, Drew. Maybe a black dude get beat up with a fucking alien in the background. It'll make. <laughs> you know what's funny though is that even in this case, when the when the when they went in the backyard, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. they blacked all that out so know, you yeah. couldn't see what was going on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, man. It was, yeah, they did that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You see, you would see like a UFO mm-hmm. in the video, like breaking uf there's a ufo yeah. but you see the blurred out thing but every now and then a billet club would like come out the blur <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> exactly <laughs> well, well, oh, God. for some reason you yeah. know Dude, yeah, yeah. And, and the whole thing with the backyard they were like you know i hope they don't discredit those people man and try to say oh they were high or whatever the guy was like look i'm serious i don't know what's happening yeah <laughs> and so and there's so many cases now you know and so many pilots. And it's amazing how all these pilots are coming out and say, yeah, I saw something. I couldn't explain it. But they told me, don't, don't want to talk about it. Don't worry about it. Didn't yeah. they have like a Pentagon whistleblower or something like that? Or yeah. is this yeah. kind of tied into what yeah. y'all are yeah, talking about? There's a special sort of government agency that's on the books. Yep. That's They basically go out and recover yeah. um, a, you know, crash sites. And, and in some cases, not crash sites, like abandoned yeah. uh, vehicles, yep. basically. And, he, and then the, he's, he's saying that... He doesn't have a lot of like firsthand knowledge of having seen that stuff himself, mm-hmm. but he is saying my job is to deal with yeah. the people that do. And yep. and there and he he basically is coming out and saying that there is a very elaborate disinformation campaign that our government yeah. mm-hmm. does to just keep us all in the dark and exactly. yeah. any anybody that comes forward that might be credible, they get discredited. Then there's yeah, a, some yeah, sort yeah. of distraction, which is funny because like a lot um, of people believe that the whole idea of aliens is a psyop to distract us from something more practical and mm, real. Mm-hmm. And then the people that are involved with it are saying, no, no, no. All of the disinformation is to keep you from knowing that the aliens of Israel. Yeah. So everybody's pointing a finger somewhere yeah. and, and you don't know what's true, but man, it just, yeah, cause we, it's either things probable cause we've been lied to so fucking yeah, much. So much that, yeah. What do you, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I could totally yeah. see the, them acting like this is a leak and they leaked it. Yeah. Because they're trying to uh, pull some other sh- legislation or some shit on us. Mm-hmm. But this is it's a ton of money that's thrown behind alien research. Just protection, like you said, the, the, the agencies that nobody knows about, billions of dollars mm-hmm. being spent. So something they're spending the money for something. Yeah, you know, I don't think they're just throwing it down the hole. And um, it's 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 really interesting. But I think also that. Like you, I think you kind of said this that if they come out and say, "Hey, we got aliens," I think it'll disrupt the whole, disrupt the whole planet, mm-hmm. religion, everything. It'd be just what the hell, you know? People just lose it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so I think it'd be like chaos, man. Mm-hmm. So they have to keep it. Oh, a lot of real religious people would freak out about oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And there's this. 
there there's a lot of connection between like the power that the church has uh-huh. and how even though we have this big thing about separation of church and state at least in the west out here in america yeah. we do but it would you it would absolutely oh, yeah. there's a lot of what keeps society stable that yeah. is tied into religion and yep. you could destabilize it in a way that would be very bad <laughs> for people who have they don't really have any skin in the game religiously except that yeah world religions help to keep the status quo in a way exactly yeah it does it does if i saw an alien mm-hmm. straight yeah. up bro if i walk bump into an alien <laughs> the first thing i would be like bro june 23rd at rally at the cap june 30th <laughs> life hard three <laughs> june 28th oh, and i'll just start telling my dates yeah. man like, i need to through. try this material on some different types of come audience through, man. man yeah it's so your timing is perfect because like <laughs> yeah. you picked a great month yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. man i dates. am booked dude that would be but it would be crazy man if if, if they would say, "Hey, you know what?" And they kind of, to me, they kind of letting us on slowly but surely. We have some stuff. We have UAPs. Not only calling UFOs, it's UAPs, and it's 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 starting to like pull the curtain back. Yeah, I think in ten years, it's gonna say, "Okay, we got something. We don't we don't know what's going on." That's so true. To think about where we're at right now at yeah. this moment. Think about within ten years, it's almost unthinkable that we yeah. wouldn't have a definite answer. Exactly. Yeah, that's like AI. People, you know, AI stuff. I'm big into that. I use AI at my job every day. Now. <laughs> I, even, I, I, I outsource my brain. Like sometimes email as long as email. I copy the email, put it in Chat GPT. It summarizes email and make a nice formal urban reply and it was like hey what's up urban reply <laughs> like, hey what's up man i appreciate you and i'm like god damn it's crazy you can tell it to be more form less formal yeah. more urban yeah, more urban what the more fuck urban. is this shit dog <laughs> exactly what's up, what's up? Yeah. And i'm telling you it was just long as email i'm like man i don't play reading this shit but like i get it to do scripts but think about it that shit just didn't start in may that shit been doing that shit for years yeah. Yeah. They haven't been doing it for years. And it's okay. Now we're at a point that we can release it to the public. Mm-hmm. And like they, they don't have it tied to the basically the internet, but it's still tied to the internet. Yeah. You know, so, you know. Yeah. I mean, because don't they have some, don't, don't some of these things basically scour the entirety of the internet yeah. in order to, to pull up information? Yeah. And it self corrects itself. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it to do scripts sometimes, like at work, PowerShell scripts. And it'll, I know, it'll write the script, right? And I put it into the little program I'm using, and it come up with an error message. And I say, hey, this it's like I'm talking to a person. I say, hey, I got an error message. Oh, I'm so sorry. Let me correct that. How the hmm. fuck is a computer self-correcting itself? That's crazy. That's crazy. And this is the shit they just giving us. You know, it's some shit they got, man. Oh, man. That's, that's fucking flying planes and shit <laughs> by itself. And, you know? Yeah. yeah. Fuck Even- robots. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know that the, when i think about that stuff self-cleaning is going to be a very important <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah feature for fuck robots well, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, i have an idea china's making it man china <laughs> when they were first coming out with the sex robots mm-hmm. it's like they're so expensive that the people that really need them mm-hmm. ain't gonna be able to afford them right because yeah. if they got that kind of money they could pull bitches mm-hmm. like blockbuster Mm-hmm. But sex doll rental place. God damn it! You gotta mm-hmm. rent it, and you gotta break. And if you don't clean it properly, <laughs> there's like Christ. a like a uh, the same charge like when you went uh, to mm-hmm. And I, I told somebody kind. like that. Oh, that'd be nasty. You just 
you, some other dude would use it, then you I'm like, yeah, but they clean it. Oh yeah, but that's gross. I'm like, well, that's what we do with the real ones. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, like all of a sudden, oh, it's man. a problem. Exactly. <laughs> well, because it's not sentient, all of a sudden it's exactly. an issue. Yeah, yeah. damn it. That yeah, that's so what we do. It's real ones. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking ones. Yeah, at least with this one. You, if you, when you get it, you can clean it yourself if you want. <laughs> Try that shit with a real woman. Drew yeah. really thought about this shit, man. That's the that's the, that's the wild. Oh plan. yeah, I did. This is gonna be it's, a business plan, man. Exactly. I had my whole pitch and everything. Man, gonna take over, bro. Bridge. Oh my god. PowerPoint. <laughs> PowerPoint presentation. All you need is one connection. Tesla. <laughs> I need a Tesla. Yeah. Elon Musk in one of his moves he'll throw a billion at you real quick ah that's what he got it. do it do that yeah it's um, it's crazy man we we in a crazy place um, just we just in a wild place and 10 years it's gonna be um, I think we have aliens and shit yeah and kids are not you don't have like my kids they're using AI right now to do homework and stuff they was doing it and um, you know they were just doing it I, like my son he made an 80 on the test I mean 80 on the paper and he used ChatGPT. I said, you got to be the stupidest dude in the world. How the fuck you making 80s <laughs> and using ChatGPT? Yeah. You've the most sophisticated <laughs> yeah. intelligence. Yeah. We had to go to the library. Remember, we had to go to the library yeah. and fucking Dewey Decimal Systems and uh-huh. encyclopedias. Yeah, you had to turn into an investigator. <laughs> exactly. I need a summary of Tom Sawyer. Enter. Pop, 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 pop. Paragraphs. Mm-hmm. And you still fucking making the eighties. <laughs> so imagine in ten years. Yeah, it's just gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. And you know that Elon is doing the neural plant. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing that shit. So it's gonna tie it into the chat GPT and you just be able to fucking talk to the Spanish people for nothing. You go to Spanish, Spain, French, whatever you want to do. That's the crazy thing, is they basically already have that. It's just yeah, a they got it, yeah. device. And so yeah. once mm-hmm. it goes Neuralink, then it's gonna be wild. It's the Terminator movies. And that's the thing about that is that once you come up with a way to translate any language just on the fly like yeah. that, eventually language is gonna have to change. Yeah. And we're gonna end up with one language. Yeah. Where obviously it's gonna be gonna- telepathic. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. That's oh, thing. that'd be cool, yeah. Because we all got com- computer brains, dude. Why are we going to yeah. bother wasting yeah, why our we time? Talk, yeah, why are we going to have to talk? We yeah. We're going to gonna communicate like through like Wi-Fi signal and shit. <laughs> that's, well, that's what he was, that's kind of how he explained it, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But think about this. What about when you go again? This is where I always go down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. What about when you piss off the man who put the mirror link in your head? Yeah. Like, you know what? Oh, he talking like RoboCop. You yeah. can't shoot the man with yeah. the bracelet on yeah, or whatever. Yeah. 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 Okay. So he's anti um whatever. Okay, we gotta shut him down. So here it ain't st- putting that shit <laughs> in my brain. There's a story that just came out. Uh it's all over, you know, obviously YouTubers yeah. are covering it. I don't know if it's necessarily in the national news, but there was a guy. He had like a lot of smart features in his house and it was all uh-huh. like Amazon based smart features. Yeah. And so the UPS driver comes over to drop off a package and he's near the guy's ring doorbell mm-hmm. or whatever. And I think that the ring doorbell did some sort of automated reply as he was walking away. But he thought he heard the ring doorbell say something offensive. And so then I guess he reports okay. it up the chain. Yeah. And then Amazon just completely shut this guy's whole house. smart house yeah. down and like locked him out of it. 
I mean, I, I think he could still technically function in yeah. the house, but like pretty much everything was I saw tied that into it. I didn't read it, but yeah, I saw something like that. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know whether the guy actually did something or not, but let's just let's just assume he did for a second. Let's just assume he said did or said something really awful. The idea that you did or said something that that hurt or offended somebody. And now all of a sudden, like you can't Mm -hmm. live in your own house. anymore. Something that's not a crime. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Crime. Yeah, it's not against the law to be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But we're 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 definitely at a point where it seems like from a society standpoint that you don't the law is not really so much an issue anymore. It's more like if you do or say something mm-hmm. that offends enough people, then your life can be impacted in oh, such yeah, a yeah. negative yeah. way that law yeah. doesn't yeah, have anything where people to do with like it. don't think you should be able to earn a living. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, crazy. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Comedians deal with that a lot, but I don't think maybe necessarily as much as we all think <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. But but it is definitely a factor. Just and the idea. Was another comic, uh, and you were saying about basically being canceled, Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. That's a big inspiration of mine. Yeah. And mm-hmm. how he went through what he had to go through. He went to Russia and all this kind of stuff. Now he's coming back around. He's like, okay, well, I'm back. Because mm-hmm. he's he still had quality materials. Content was good. Jokes were funny. Yeah. And now he's back, you know. Did but you he, have, you know, got canceled and all that good stuff. Did you see him in New Orleans recently? No, I had a show. Yeah. I, and that's one thing I hate sometimes about comedy. Like some people <laughs> mm-hmm. be coming through with big shows. Mm-hmm. And you got to go to Joe's Pool Hall to do 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. I had a book in Somebody that we both work with booked uh-huh. me on a show, and Mark Norman was in Lafayette. And <laughs> as soon as my time was over, I was like, "Well, this show didn't go over well. Oh, man, yeah. Nobody's going to come up and tell me how great of a job I did. I'm, I'm going out. to see Mark Norman. I'm <laughs> out, yeah, yeah. I had a there was a this guy Corey Holcomb, mm-hmm. and he's um he's a real popular comedian. He talks a lot of shit. And I had a seven and a nine o'clock, and I'm like, damn, if I could just run in between shows and stuff like that. But yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm gonna um yeah. There's a lot of good people out there, man. Just so many good people. But yeah, Louis C.K., he's he's top of the tier for me. Because he's just a hell of a writer. Yeah, big time. Just a weird dude, but he's a hell of a writer. Yeah, and he didn't really... I think he's one of the Bill Burr and, and him and some other comics all kind of have similar stories where yeah. the ones that, that really didn't start to get traction until yeah. they hit a certain point in their lives age wise and whatever was going on with them. And yeah. both of them have similar stories of where they were doing one thing for a really long time yep. and then they kind of hit fuck it at mm-hmm. some point. And yeah. then only after they hit that wall, did yeah. they start to really throw yeah, it. Like they say there's Bill Burr and uh, I've heard people talk like, D- yeah, but did you know like Billy Burr? Mm-hmm. You know, did you? Yeah. Cause it, like yeah. there was Billy Burr, but now there's Bill Burr. Yeah. Right? Right. So I took the workshop at the, at the festival and it was this guy who wrote this book, how to kill in comedy. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon. It's yeah. a guy named, Steve North, and he said something. He said that people, um, they don't want to see observational comedy, which I kind of disagree with. I like observational mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah, it's one of my said, favorite yeah, comedy. Yeah, but he was like, he mentioned Bill Burr and um, Carl and all these people. He said they used to be observational comics. Like, Look at this, my wife's a um, goddamn doorknob round, that type of thing. And then he said they became characters. Bill Burr's angry I don't understand that type of thing. And he said, that's when they blew up. And I'm like, well, that might make sense. And Carlin, he was saying Carlin for the longest was like the the hippie guy. And then he became an angry, you know, mm-hmm. he created this character and he well, made I think content. I'm like, they're getting, I mean, I'm not going to say character yeah. is the wrong word to use. Yeah, But yeah. I think more of what it is, is they got more of who they are. Yeah, until they grew. Because yeah. Bill Burr 
has never always. stopped doing observational <laughs> exactly, humor. Yeah, exactly. I think before he was maybe, I don't know what his old material was like, mm-hmm. but I would think, I know what George Carlin's old material yeah. was like before he got good. Mm-hmm. It was generic. Yeah. I would, I'm sure Bill Burr was probably like, I want to do this type of comedy. So he just mm-hmm. did this type of comedy. Yeah. Bill Burr, now he's still doing observational comedy, yeah, yeah. but his attitude and he, he the filter is going through. Yeah, yeah, he's, filter, yeah it's just, he, he soaks himself all over the material. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, yeah, character is a right word, but the character is Bill Burr. Yeah, the character. He's Bill Burr, he's, you know, yeah, yeah. He's, he's telling jokes, so he's exaggerating and lying here and there, yeah. but the it's really honestly like who he, who he is. is. Yeah, who he is. And that's what comes through. I mean, and maybe that's what it was. He was hiding who he was. Yeah, or didn't know didn't know what it was. And like you said, he had a fucking moment. Yeah. He had a fucking moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be who I got to be. He used to try to work clean. And Are you I think, serious? Yeah, yeah, I think that was part of it, actually. Yeah, yeah he's just not who he is. Mm-hmm. Goddamn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was trying to be kind of likable and generic yeah. and clean, and, and when he embraced that other thing. Yeah, yeah, well, back in the day, they used to tell people you had to work yeah. like that because you had you had to get on TV and right. all yeah. that. And you, don't LA, need, you don't have to get on TV anymore. That's the LA comics, man. Everybody yeah. won't yeah. be on a sitcom. You don't, <laughs> nowadays, you, you can, you can't, you can do just stand up if you want to yeah. be a stand up. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't have do to do TV and all that. I would do it if I thought it was going to advance my stand-up career, definitely. Yeah. But for me, my whole goal is stand-up. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind doing other type forms of comedy or whatever. But to me, the the mm-hmm. thing that I think is the greatest is stand-up. Stand-up, yeah. That is has it, to be the basis of everything. We isn't the idea of like getting on late night TV or getting a sitcom. Isn't that kind of an antiquated idea at I this think, point? And it really to me it is. It is. I mean. Especially the late night TV thing. Yeah, you know, I like the way, I like the way Cedric um Cedric the Entertainer he has a yeah. thing on CBS. Mm-hmm. I like that little show, you know, and that's an extension of who he is, you know, black guy, blah blah blah. You know, that's who he is. But hopefully, that wasn't his goal, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get into that. Y'all, y'all know Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was like people trying to put him in a box and say you can be this and you can do that. And he was like, "Fuck that! I ain't doing it." Yeah. <laughs> just you know, and he was just anti, you know. So sometimes you feel like that, you know. Yeah, and, and he's legendary. Uh, oh man, legendary! Dude. It's a funny thing I've heard. Um, legendary. I heard Ice Cube talking, uh-huh. and he was saying when he would make a when he makes a movie, before the movie comes out, he yeah. said like if any other kind of like Tyler Perry has a movie, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't if that movie doesn't do well, he said the studio and everyone will get real nervous. Oh yeah, he's like. This movie ain't nothing like that, movie. but they just see they put them in a box yeah, where well, they're yeah. both black movies. Exactly. He's like, man, they not just because yeah. black people's in the movie don't mean like those are two completely different. Things. He's like, yeah. I'm making like a kind of I'm making like kind of an action comedy movie, yeah. you know, and, and that's like that's shit yeah. that you know my sister watches. Exactly. It will put you in a box, man. And I want you to be just like this person because this is hot right now, right? And all that kind of thing. So you just gotta do your thing, man. Cedric is cool. He he. We did a show at a casino in New Orleans and okay. uh, no 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 Mississippi, at Biloxi or something like that. Uh-huh. And, and so we were just doing like the small stage. I think we went on after like, um, who who's the guy? Uh, Undeniable. 
Or, I mean, oh, that was pretty, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice one. So, so we went on after him. Uh-huh. You, went, uh, you went after Brian Maynard? Yeah, because that was how they do it in the casinos is the, is the big featured national act goes yeah. on and then they just have like a cover band come on wow. after. All right, so we did that and then we were... We were doing our show and the show is out in this area that like faces the lobby of the hotel. Like where if you're just walking through. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that before. Yeah. So Cedric had a show that night, like in the big room. Uh-huh. And then he just wanted to get on stage and <laughs> and just keep cutting up. And so he asked if he could come up and he had some people with him, some big, yeah. big guys uh-huh. uh, with him, just security guards, I guess. So he, he just pops up backstage when we're about to go on after a break. <laughs> He's like, hey, I just want to come hang out with y'all and be, you know. So we just yeah. we would play music, and he was just hanging out. He wasn't really telling jokes or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so cool. Yeah, he and is. I had it like this. I was trying desperately to try to get my <laughs> phone to where it would catch me on stage singing, but with him yeah, right yeah. beside me. And I, I, the video is terrible. <laughs> uh, I'll yeah. show it to you later, but it's not worth. Cedric looking is at. cool. Man. I met him at an Essence Fest one year. Mm-hmm. He was just really cool. That was before way before common. He was yeah. just hanging, man. He was just hanging. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's a man of the people. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's how you want to be, man. Yeah. yeah, and he's funny. Uh, I think he's a lot funnier than a lot of people give him credit for. Yeah, because when he did, um, he did a lot of like real, like mainstream PG thirteen yeah. kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But as a, as a stand up, well, like he's a fucking hardcore. Yeah, he's a stand up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he can work clean. He can work. He, he, yeah. He's versatile. Yeah. 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 He's got, he's that, he's yeah. good enough of a rider <laughs> exactly. that he has yeah. so, he has so much different well, stuff. He's dope. Yeah. He is dope. You know, I'm going to take back what I said earlier because now I'm starting to think about it. And I remember that, like, we've had a lot of people. I thought tell you were going to say, wait, now that I mentioned about it, he was an asshole. <laughs> yeah, Cedric, or I, I, he was a dick. <laughs> thing, he did say something. <laughs> yeah, fuck that dude. Yeah. Well, you mentioned LA and, the, and okay. all those guys that were out there and they wanted to work clean. But I'm still hearing from a lot of sources, not just because people are in LA and they're stuck yeah. in that mindset. I'm mm-hmm. still hearing from a lot of people that. Working clean in general will give you more opportunities, uh, and I'm, I'm assuming that's yeah. more mainstream opportunities. The stuff we're yeah. doing, you know, you're not going to have somebody be like, "You can't come on our podcast." You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, it, yeah, I guess that would, you know, yeah. If help. you get to the point like TV or something like that, yeah. if you yeah. want to do that, but I've come to find out at my level I'm at, mm-hmm. most of the gigs that have restrictions on them or yeah. the ones you kind of want to get away you from anyway they yeah. kind of suck yeah. you yeah. know yeah absolutely yeah and um yeah you don't want to be yeah i mean it's a good tool like you said a tool bag to have that i can work clean but that's not gonna be you know yeah it just can't be all but also the corporate they would say oh you know we're clean for corporate gigs like okay well, i guess but i don't, I don't know it's just so uncomfortable it's not natural who are we yeah. just talking to or listening to? Maybe somebody came through town and they were saying mm-hmm. that they that they do a lot of corporate gigs, but that they're awful and they, yeah. they don't really want to do them. Yeah, this guy I heard overheard this conversation with this guy. He was like, "Yeah, I do all these corporate gigs, and I'm going with AT and T and stuff like that." And he got up in the in the nightclub at the Chateau and it was horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it was horrible. yeah. So guys, what do you think about butter? And they was like, "What the fuck oh, are you talking Jesus. about?" Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I think that what it is is that the corporate gigs pay, but that yeah. they're miserable. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The check the check makes you feel good, but you know you were pretty miserable you up spend there. Spend it all on uh, on antidepressants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what happens to them, man. So God bless me. If they want to do that, I, I just I'd rather do something I'm comfortable with. I'm having a good time, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna feel crazy with afterwards. You know, we kind of we kind of breezed past it earlier. Mm-hmm. When you were in the ministry, okay. I don't know what ministry yeah, specifically. Yeah, okay, Baptist. when you did you ever imagine that? Because I feel like they're similar skills. Yeah, yeah. Because I can think about like what's his Dude, name? Who's the guy from the seventies? Uh, Sam. Uh, oh yeah, Sam Kennison. Sam yeah, Kennison. he was a yeah. preacher before. Yeah, he was yeah. a preacher. Did you ever imagine when you were back there doing doing ministry work? Mm-hmm. Did you ever imagine that this is how it would turn out? That you'd be nah, doing comedy? Well, no. Uh-uh. Um, but this is the crazy part. When I was up there, I would thought I was being serious, and people were laughing. And, they were like, <laughs> and people like on Facebook, you can see it. They were like, man, you miss your calling. You miss your calling. Mm-hmm. And I realized people wasn't really taking me serious. It just mm-hmm. wasn't taking me serious. Mm, right. And so um i just wasn't being serious and then at the same time i just wasn't serious about it. i wasn't like the guy who's gonna call you and see why you to come to bible study and right. uh, if i'm out with my wife we're gonna have a glass of wine or a beer you see me at the saints game acting up and so i have a lot of friends that's still in ministry and they like those hardcore yeah you know don't do this and they shun everything and they have these secret lives and stuff and i was just like open with it and stuff and um after what was that after covid I like you know what I'm gonna do what I gotta do, man. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. That whole COVID thing kind of shook me up. I was like, you know what, you just gotta live, man. Mm-hmm. Can't be yeah. living my people and where are the people gonna say. And I, but oh. yeah, I never thought about it, man. I thought I, because you know it's another thing. I thought that comedy was more to get in comedy was an involved process. You needed audition tape, or you needed an agent, right? You know, I didn't know you just need to go to open mic and bomb and work through your material and mm-hmm. talk to people and network and you know. I didn't know it was that um, that type of process. I, yeah. I made it way more difficult in my head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there's just not a lot of information out there. Exactly, uh, yeah. Until, until you get into it and you realize, like, oh, I don't, I can just be very independent. Yeah. And, and do this. Yeah, because somebody was asking me if I have an agent. And I'm like, no, no. I'm just kind of doing my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I what, would, what do y'all think about that? Like, you think you need an agent? I, I don't think I really need definitely an agent not at like this. this. Yeah, what I'm about to what I'm gonna do? Give him ten percent of twenty dollars. Uh. <laughs> give him my two fifty, bitch. Yeah. yeah, with drink tickets. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had somebody approach me, yeah. but the contract was just a little too much. They wanted power of attorney. They wanted me to let them know everything I was doing, like for his comedy. Mm-hmm. I had to run. If somebody wanted me to come, do I had to run it through them. Yeah, yeah. I'm I don't like, even. I don't have to run this shit through my wife. Exactly. You think I'm about to ask? Exactly. Yeah. And they were really nice. They were really nice, man. And the young lady, she was like, she was getting started. She got a couple of people in New Orleans that's doing it with her, and we still cool. But I just, it was just too, too much power, man. Coming mm-hmm. from a musical background and hearing all the horror stories yeah. of some of my favorite artists and what they've gone through with the industry and signing contracts, these 360 deals that yeah, everybody's doing yeah. now where they just had control everything. Every, God uh, it, it makes me very weary of that. I really don't think, when I when I look at the people, when I look at the internet and yeah. I look at podcasting and I look at all these folks who are just completely bypassing the whole entertainment yeah, industry yeah, yeah, exactly. and doing it this way, I don't, it's hard to imagine. But then even I say that and I hear, I think about 
uh people like tom and christina like they are always they reference their agent on a regular basis yeah, in, yeah. in their comedy and they're in the on the podcast so so i don't know and yeah. then uh, we we do know somebody who who's recently been contacted somebody mm-hmm. who, you know who, who we really respect who's legit who has yeah. been contacted about becoming an agent oh and okay. i'm kind of waiting to see like well what what does that mean exactly? And yeah. let me mm-hmm. see how that plays out and see. Yeah. Because right now the idea of having any kind of representation yeah. is not even a consideration. So, I don't have enough material right. to worry about but, some shit yeah, like that. And then, you yeah. know, it's like, especially if it's going to be a real age, if it's going to be age, it's going to have to be somebody that, that's gotten somebody booked on all across the United States and just doing big things. Not somebody that's kind of like starting out and putting their stuff together. You For me, I'm like, to get an agent... Yeah somebody would have to put would have to be able to show me yeah how uh, i'll put it to you if you can show me how you're gonna do it yeah what you can do and what for you've me, done in the past but if i hire you i'm not going to work no more <laughs> like right. i'm quitting my job yeah if if exactly. you can yeah. if, if you can find out a way where you can make some money yeah and, but i can get enough money yeah. To not have to go like if you could put me on the road and you could show me where the money's gonna like where this yeah, money's yeah, yeah. coming yeah. from. Yeah. And it's and you could show me how it's legit, then I would start to consider it. But right yeah. now there's just no yeah, kind of way. Be, yeah, we're not gonna be sitting out figuring out. And I don't shit have out. enough material. I know mm-hmm. if anybody would come at me right now uh-huh. that they're full of shit. Cause <laughs> I I don't have anything marketable enough. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I gotta build material. Yeah. I, if any opportunity would come my way, I'm missing it right now. Bro. Yeah. Cause I can do ten minutes. Yeah. That's like the Keenan thing. Now they're doing like a power um a membership type deal. <laughs> That's Mike, what it was. My yeah. head just dropped. Y'all should see that. It's yeah, it's it. Yeah, they're doing like um, it's three hundred dollars a month, and you get this whole. That's what it was in the Zoom meeting. Yeah, the Zoom meeting. Yeah, I didn't even do it with the first Zoom meeting to get on the show. They were like, "Don't forget to call into the Zoom meeting." I was like, oh, "Man, y'all man. fuck off with that shit." <laughs> so now, so now the second one is it's a membership. It's a it's a um a la carte thing, and they got the agent. They show you how to do your social media. They're going to get your auditions and all this kind of stuff. For 300 a month. Nah, bro, I'm good. I'm good. I'm so good. Yeah. Man, I got, when I was, when I was, I was very naive. Uh I was like 29, I was 19. And I, I just wrapped up my freshman year in college. A girlfriend broke up with me. I was feeling real (laughs) shitty about myself. And I heard, I'd always wanted to be an actor. And I'd done a bunch of stuff in school. But I'd never obviously gone beyond that. And then John Casablanca. Now, you're in the New Orleans area. You know how it is. John Casablanca, they do those things on the radio where it's like a big old cattle call. Come down, take take a class. And then Mm -hmm. so I went to their whole dog and pony from the radio commercial. And then all it is is them trying to sell you a a class. So I I fell for it. And I because they told me, oh, yeah, go ahead and just sign up this contract for like this, you know, I don't know, three or four month class. Uh It's once a week for like four months. And if you go to the first one and you don't like it, you know, we'll just tear up the contract and you'll be good to go. Yeah, right. So I go over there. I go to the first class and I realize these people are completely full of shit. And then they're like, nope. So that stayed on my credit report for like seven years years because yeah. i did not pay yeah 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 it's, it's, those bills yeah <laughs> if you'd have been a little bit older you could realize like 
the contract don't matter why we doing it. Right. Yeah. That would be the first thing I said. Well, let's not sign the contract. Yeah, why, yeah. why go? Why go through signing a contract? We just gonna rip up. Yeah. I yeah. wish. Age, I wish age was the only thing. But my mom was sitting right next to me across the desk <laughs> uh, from these people, and she was like, "Yeah, this sounds like a good yeah, idea. You should star. do this." Yeah. She was like your pageant, like a pageant mom yeah. for you. Yeah. She was like, "You're gonna be a star. Mm-hmm. Let's do it." Yeah. yeah. Terrible. It's, terrible. It's, terrible. Terrible. So this is this typically the way we've been ending the podcast mm-hmm. or wrapping up the podcast is with a final discussion where we try to determine um, is there anything in a comic's life that is as important to them rivals comedy for them. Wow. And so this is the way that we go about the conversation is uh, it starts with a story. Mm-hmm. So I was I was running some errands. I was walking into a grocery store and I was thinking about how much I really want to become a, a good comedian. And in that moment, I was thinking, man, if I. Maybe like if I had to never have sex ever again with another person, would I give that up wow. so that everything in my comedy aspirations Ooh. would come true exactly <laughs> the way I want it to? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I think in that moment, at least yeah, I was like, moment. yeah, I think I would. I think I would give it up. Of course, I might come to regret it later. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but I was thinking oh, about man. it. Come and, to regret it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That sounds like a lonely story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. I was thinking about that. And it's like, it's not always going to be sex. It's, it's for yeah. each individual comic. There's got to be something in their lives that's yeah. so important to them that rivals how much they care about comedy to the point where if, if you had to make a deal with the devil yeah. to have everything work out exactly the way that you wanted to that's and whatever you were going to give up wasn't going to make wasn't going to affect the comedy in any way because it's going to work out uh-huh. exactly the way. But you have to give something up. What's something that comes to mind for you that's like, ooh, I'm, I would do it, but that would be really hard. I'd have to Man, really yeah, think about that's it. That's something. God damn. That's something. I guess um, alcohol, you yeah. know, beer and stuff like that. Because I was thinking of giving up the kids or the wife. I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of need them around. <laughs> well, you never know when you're going to need them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it would have to be something like advice like that, beer, alcohol. Yeah. I ain't going to give them sex. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not the yeah, best, but I'm, I, I'm not the best at it, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. too important. Yeah. yeah, it's a little too important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's something, man, because comedy, it does require sacrifice, man. Yeah. And we have to sacrifice for this thing. Time, mm-hmm. our energy, you know, mm-hmm. going to sleep and stuff like that. You might want to take a nap. Yeah, if like you want to be yeah, good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I was driving out today when I was driving. And I'm like, man, I was going on some of these back roads. Mm-hmm. And um, I ran, almost ran out of gas. So I had to go through Margaloo, some little town, some Exxon station, mm-hmm. just down the road, just coming off. And my, my thing was saying I had like five miles left and... My phone was saying I had six miles. And I'm like, I'm really doing this for comedy. <laughs> I'm really doing this just, yeah. to, just to go tell jokes. Uh-huh. Not to go, you know, help save the world and preach the gospel. Just go and tell jokes, man. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I think I think it would be, it had to be alcohol. That was mm-hmm. the only thing. I would give up yeah. just to make sure. Because everything else is kind of, you know, you know. It's critical, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of critical. Especially with the kids. All right, so well. uh, you got any dates to plug? Hey, um, not really, dude. Just it's, it's it's so scattered, brother. It's it's really scattered, you know. Um, doing some stuff with Jeff Vance coming up. We have a show in Biloxi coming up. Uh, oh, it's just all over the place. It really is. I'm gonna pull up your. I'm gonna yeah. pull up brainhaynescomedy.com. Dot com. Oh, we doing? We're doing? I'm doing something with you. Yeah. And cut off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to cut off. Yeah, we're going to cut off July twenty second. We got a good old cutoff. You been show. over there to that place? No, man. This is the first guy. The guy reached out to me 
and he was so anxious. He put the flyer out. I had told him that Tyler Arsenal yourself, um, other guy, Dirk Cobain, the guy and um, out there in cutoff. And he put the fly out there. And I'm like, I need to talk to Arsenal and just make sure we confirm on the flight. <laughs> yeah. Anything, you know? And Tyler was like, hey, dude, I saw him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, my bad, bro. I was, and that's when I was out of town. Like, dude, my bad, you know, trying to get it together. But yeah, we got that coming up. We got the show and cut off. What about July um, 14th? At the Comedy Kickback. It's yes. on the West Bank Expressway. Um, they, they're still putting it together for that show, but that's going to be pretty fun. Um, I'm doing Snake Bit with Ryan um, Ryan Rogers. That's mm-hmm. on the West. I haven't fly yet, but that's going to be in Mandeville. And then um, I just got this date last night, July 26th at the um, Comedy House NOLA. We're doing a comedy festival. They're doing a comedy festival. NOLA Comedy Fest. So I'm going to be a part of that. And um, But just definitely check the website out, um, Brandon Haynes Comedy. And it's going to have all the updated dates and stuff like that. And are all your social handles on the website as yes, well? Yes, sir. Yep. Got it all on there. And I'll check the special out. Let me know what you, what you guys think. And, um, hey, we'll see you somewhere on the road. That's right. All right. Well, uh, who, who, who do we have coming up next? We have... Uh, we're going to be doing an episode with John Merrifield and Charles Thomas. Charles, yeah. John Merrifield, who I'm going to beat the shit out of at Laugh Hard. Mm-hmm. And I heard Charles about Thomas V. Dream. Yeah. Charles mm-hmm. Thomas V. Dream, who doesn't listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Those two guys will be on. <laughs> it's probably good that yeah. he doesn't listen because he probably would be a little upset that you pronounce his last name V. Dream. <laughs> well, I'm from. Uh, well, here's the thing. I'm from a town called Vidrine, mm. and everyone who lives in that town pronounces mm. it Vidrine. Mm-hmm. The people in the town whose last name is Vidrine say mm-hmm. Vidrine. Well, obviously, Charles is wrong. Everyone outside. Yeah, wrong. That's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Charles is wrong, and John Merrifield it sucks at joke writing. Uh, That's right. So I'm just joking about the last part. Yeah, yeah, they, they're, they're both terrible. So be sure to tune into yeah. our next episode when we have oh, them. Shit. <laughs> uh, no, that's, um, that's my new thing. I'm trying to, to, uh, I'm trying out this promotional thing where I'm going to start fake beefs with other comedians. I like that. People, yeah, people buy into fake that. Fake feuds. Yeah. yeah people buy yeah. into that. Where I think if people see it, it'd be obvious it's fake. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> but people if not, still, people that's still, cool. Yeah. That's fun too. Yeah. People buy into that, man. Hey, thanks for coming this on. This has I know been you fun. Were... No, this has really been fun, man. Just talking shop with you guys. Mm-hmm. And I've been waiting to do this because I've always listened to you guys. And just a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing you guys are doing. Yeah, we 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 are having fun with it. We're yeah, we're, yeah. Being yeah. I love that you guys. That's one thing I want to tell you. Shout out to y'all. Congratulations to y'all being consistent. Because not everybody have a po- podcast idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a million notes on my phone and rarely sit down and do it. So I'm inspired. Yeah, <laughs> I'm inspired. It's, it's hard work and it's sacrifice and stuff like that. Yeah. But if you can just you know keep the why out in front of you and always mm, be thinking yeah. about why you're doing it, the rest mm-hmm. of it kind of seems yeah. to work itself. And out. once you start rolling, once you start talking, just yeah. and we've been here and we've been here a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah a nice time, and it just feel like we just sat down. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so it's good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really easy. good. That's the thing about comics. We all have fun together. We all, we <laughs> yeah, all just exactly, automatically yeah. Right, exactly. fall right into it. Uh, folks, we, we, we certainly hope you guys have enjoyed this conversation with Brandon yep. Haynes. Keep plugging away at it, and we will see you next week.